Welcome to Last Orders, the podcast about the podcast. We're going to talk with some of the players about the recent episode of the Crowded Tavern, more specifically, <laughs> episode two, Here There Be Dragons. With me today, I have my trusted friend and ally, Amanda. Say hi, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Yay! Also with us, we have two guests, Rick, a.k.a. Alim. Hello, hello, hello. And Jake, also known as Benjamin. Pleasure to be here. So, how are everyone doing today? Because I know for a fact that we all feel great, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Why did we? So why did we decide to record a podcast at 10 a.m. on the night that we all knew that we were going to get drunk as well? <laughs> like, I don't quite understand what the thought process there was for us. Um, but it's I was just so surprised that that the the time picked was like early ish on a Saturday morning because mm. I mean. I'm an hour ahead of you guys, so I'm fine. But I was just like, that's... I mean, it's great. It's cool. Then we get it out, out of the day. Don't need to think mm -hmm. about it. But still. I put yeah. my hands up for this one because I have so much to do today. And I was like, <laughs> well, at least if we record early, I can get more done in my day. Because this is also something I need to do today. Like writing the show notes and everything. So it was uh, very strategic on my part. And also... I hate myself. <laughs> We all know to blame that's, you now. That's yeah. my mm -hmm. kind of just everyday existence. Very strategic, and I hate myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. I no, have I no regrets, but we're here. Yeah, I woke up on time. Like, if I remembered to get out of bed on time, and my diary was 11, so um, I was in bed just monging from, like, 9 And then got a message from Amanda at five to ten, going like, "I'll send you the link in a second. And I was like, "Oh, I need to get out of bed." Um, so uh, yeah, my bad, my bad on that one. It's okay, we're all here. We're all here now. It worked out. It's fine. Absolutely. We've all mostly eaten breakfast and drank our coffees together. It's been breakfast. Been I forgot again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat afterwards. I'll eat afterwards. You just watched two people eat breakfast in front of you. I like, know. I know. On I camera. Just, I didn't even. It didn't even pass my thought. But never mind. It's okay. I'll eat that. <laughs> All right. Um, before we jump too much into what we want to talk about today, we just probably quickly should mention. Uh, just a little thing that happened on the live show, um, because if you were there on the live show and you have also listened or watched uh, the edited version, you might notice that 30 seconds roughly is missing. Um, and that is because um, we have a 16-year-old kid in our party, Jake. Uh, <laughs> That's you. That's <coughs> true. I am uh, playing a 16-year-old character in the game. That's correct. That is correct. And at some point there was... Um, like an obvious joke to be made about you know an in in window uh and we did um and other people leaned into it and we all had a laugh at the point uh of time when all this happened um and maybe that is not super smart to do uh yep let's just say you know jokes like that when you have a 16 year old in in the party so that was obviously you know a, a thing we should have thought about and actually a thing that we talked about in our session zero that this you know situations like this was what we were worried about and that it, that we should try and and you know avoid them um and yeah i mean we failed to do so in, in the live show we did fix it in in the you know the post-production so it, it's not part of, of of the edited version um so yeah so it was a you know small error on our our side but we have done what we can now to correct it and i'm pretty sure that we will have you know a, a little bit more in the forefront going going forward in the next few episodes i think um you know it happened and we just have to put our hands up and say oops and learn from that moment and just just Keep, yeah, like you say, Marty, keep it in our minds as we're going forward. And because um, there is that difficulty when we're all adults, like all six of us playing are adults, and we're all in varying degrees of um, crass people who really like innuendos, um, some <laughs> more than others. Looking at myself, um, mm -hmm. and it's sometimes really hard to remember that someone is playing a 16-year-old for some reason. 
<laughs> Sorry. What I was fantastic, by the way. Like I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love, I love Benjamin. Yeah. Like I think he's he's a great character. Um, and it's because you're playing him. Sometimes it's hard to remember that Benjamin is 16. Yeah, yeah. I think and I also. My... Uh, sorry. Oh God, oh. no. After you, Rick. I was going to say, I think this is my first time as well at a table playing with a t- kid. Let's be honest, it's a kid, um, mm. and so. I have always used D&D as my like place to kind of not escape necessarily but it's a hangout with my friends. It's always been a very adult environment um uh in both the themes that we tackle as well as like the jokes that we make um and so there was a bit of a yeah it was a, re- watching it back and listening to it back and kind of realizing it with like you know hindsight which is always 2020 obviously um was a bit like oh crap yeah this is this is clearly something that i hadn't considered haven't done before need to kind of just yeah uh, vibe check myself um a little bit on on making sure that those conversations don't get to the point especially with with benjamin as a character yeah exactly and i think what's also important to say is we are putting ourselves out there on twitch more importantly um and also twitch is very bad for clipping moments that that make things seem a lot worse i will say that obviously to everyone who did clip thank you it's always good to have more content um but we also bear in mind that as amanda pointed to we are all adults we are all slightly loot and i think it doesn't help that i am playing a character of that age especially when i have very little filter um so i need to be more mindful of what i say prior um and have a little bit more forethought um but also let's just put it out there that i feel like if I can speak for all of us, we're all morally correct adults and we'd never intentionally want to allude to anything of that nature. No, uh, not that we need to talk too much more about it. I think everyone here is in agreement, but I, I have watched that clip so many times because also I needed to figure out how to edit around it and things like that. And you can you can see so clearly on your own expression, Jake, that as soon as you said it, you realize what you said uh, straight off, off mm-hmm. you know, straight after that. You can see that you, you were shocked as well when you know what what came. Yeah, out it was of your definitely mind. one of those so. moments of like it was said and it was like kind of innocent, but in the like kind of out of context. And it wasn't just Jake. Like I, I also said something which I was going to say anyways before Jake said what he said, and mm. which is it, and it's fine, and 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 things happen, and um, we're just gonna do better. Absolutely. So that also sort of just brings us into a question, a community question that we sort of got, uh, which is how much uh, are you editing things before sharing them as a podcast? Um, So normally I would say we don't really edit too much out, um, but you know situations situations like this uh, obviously uh, we can we can edit that but normally i i just try and remove you know the breaks um because we, we do have breaks doing doing the live show um so i edit those out and i add you know an intro and outro and then that's that's basically much it so what you are listening to on the podcast is uh, at least probably 95 percent of what you saw on the live show so not too much uh, unless we really really have to mm-hmm. um so yeah, um, let's jump into some other subjects. Um, last time we had um, Adam and, and Danny on, um, and they got a few questions that I can you know reuse for you guys since you weren't weren't there. Um, expectations going forward because uh, yeah, we, we had such a good time up until now. But how do how do you see the future, and what do you want to see maybe in the game? In the game, yeah, currently. Not not in just yeah, in this particular game. What are your future life goals and aspirations? (laughs) That is too much of a question for twenty to eleven and a hungover Saturday morning. Um No, inside the game, I'll be honest, um I because when we were discussing this, you very clearly set the scene of the world that we were gonna be in. And within five minutes, you have ripped us from that scene entirely. Um, <laughs> so uh, any expectations that I had, I've kind of thrown out the window, I'll be completely honest. Um, right. We might talk about it later on, but like I've had to be kind of experimental with my spells um, because 
I was almost useless because I picked them thinking we were in a high-tech setting. Um, so I suppose off the fly from last episode, I'm now expecting the survival part of this to be much more intense than I thought before, um, which I'm here for. I'm here for Arlene, not so much, um, but <laughs> you know, that's, that's a problem that he'll have to solve. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm going to try and have to turn on my survivor brain a bit more. Maybe this gives me a reason to watch Survivor, as in the TV show. I've never seen it before, but apparently it's Survivor's good. Survivor's awesome. Okay, I should maybe um, watch, um, watch some Survivor. I'll make that an excuse to watch some Survivor. Um, so yeah, that's. I'm, I'm going to try and go. I'm going to try and go. Um, Tom Hanks. Is Tom Hanks the one that survived on a raft? That's him, right? Yeah, on the, uh, on an island. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go Tom Hanks. That's ca- Castaway, right? Castaway. Yeah, that's I not know Survivor. My pop- I know my yeah. Well, I'm not saying like, I'm, well, Tom, Tom Hanks you know is Survivor. Wait a second. I'm not judging you at all because the other night Jake said that um, Matt Damon was not as famous as other actors. I actually can't even remember, and I was like, "What? I, what?" So, so for context, I have this very weird thing where I don't know celebrity names. I know the characters that they play, so I I couldn't remember Matt Damon's na- uh, character in. Um, uh, what's that Mars film called? Um, the Martian. The Martian. See, I'm also really bad at titles, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. But I was comparing them to the people who are very versed in their acting abilities, like Jim Carrey or um, oh, that was, yeah, uh, so, some others, yeah. like higher profile ones that you can imagine for multiple characters. Um, but we'll close that. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, Matt Damon. Just you know, you know Jim Carrey. You always know Jim Carrey, but Matt Damon. Who knows Matt Damon? And I'm like, <laughs> why? Why are we comparing Jim Carrey and Matt Damon? <laughs> we're, we're not. I, I, it was just more of a. If you, uh, I don't know. I was going off. Of also, time. sorry. Now we're talking about Matt Damon. I watched Thor Ragnarok the other night, and mm-hmm. I forget that he's in it. He's got like a small bit part, but he's mm-hmm. in that. I feel yeah, like Matt Damon should have like a big. If he's in the MCU. Get get him in the MCU kind of thing, you know, like he maybe he doesn't want to be in the MCU maybe, and I'm sorry, now this is turning into geek caring. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Solely derailed Stop. the episode. Already. I do that. Um to return to it, um I'm happy that uh that you feel that your expectations were sort of ripped away from this world that you left. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm because... happy that your expectations were ripped out from beneath your feet. <laughs> uh because uh, well, I don't know. If, maybe that was a, a wrong wording, but I remember when I when I came up with this idea because the whole Baragu world. Just a little bit of insight here. Before we started this, I had no clue what that world would be. I, this is all you know. The law is something that I made over the the past few months before we actually started the first session um, because you know my real world the world that I had in mind is the one that you arrived in now that that's basically what we're setting up with, with all this that that's happening so um, and so I, I made that document that I sent to you that described the world and what we w- would be doing and all of a sudden I just got all these messages back that oh this world is amazing it's so cool and we're looking forward to it and I was like uh oh did I did I do did I do it wrong because everybody was so excited about this world all of a sudden and I was like but that's not what we're going to play you're a good um, world builder unfortunately it's mm-hmm. uh it's a, a good a good thing that worked against you <laughs> yeah yeah Th- that's my conclusion as well that you know if, if you were excited about the world because then your characters would you know fit into the world and then you would you would feel, you know, oh, oh, where did we end up? What what would we end up doing, you know? So your character would feel it as well. So I, I ended up being like, you yeah, know, this is good. This is a good thing. <laughs> but I was I was worried for a second. Um, it's okay. We also have future plans for Barago, don't we, Marty? I don't know if we do. Um, no, we do. <laughs> okay, we do. We've talked about it. You're acting realized? like we have never talked about this. I That's don't know fine. what you're talking about. No problem. Keeps the air of mystery. That's just it. <laughs> no, I think we already. I already said last time that that um, because I actually sort of fell in love with this world now that I created mm-hmm. it as well. So I can totally see that we might go back and do something in this world at some point. I don't know if it will be like a, you know, a, a limited series like this, like we're doing now, or if it will be a one shot, or if it will be a longer campaign or something. But I feel like we have established some characters in that world already that could be fun to explore a little bit more about as well. So. So maybe in the future. 
As long as you stop cutting them in half, that'd be great. That would be preferable for Ron. Yeah. Poor Ron. Yeah. already. Jake, how about you? Anything you're looking forward to or hoping might happen? Or oh, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like Rick very much summed up how a lot of us were feeling. Um, although, so when I was reading through the document about Baragu, I was very, I was very. I was split. I was my mind split. My uh, my god, my English today. My <laughs> my mindset was very split. Oh, wow. Okay, about that. Thank mm. you. Um, <laughs> I <clears throat> I fell in love with the word. Absolutely. You, um, you you described it in such a way that made it seem like nothing I'd ever played before, um, which was fantastic. Um, and I really wanted to build a character around that. However, I also wanted to play a character that was brand new. Um, to me, because I had never played a warlock before, um, and it was—I felt it was probably a better idea just to go back to my roots of D and D. So I'm kind of glad I did make that decision, seeing as now we are in a new world and it seems a lot more old school D and D. Well, not old school, but you know, back in the uh, the normal playing field. Yes, that's the first time you've mentioned you're playing a warlock. <laughs> 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 just gonna um just go down here Rewind. <laughs> um hi yes um well if uh is this the reveal this, this is, is this apparently it? the reveal then yes oh my god um although i, I, I think I, god. I think there were a little a few hints uh in, in the last episode oh yeah the, the giant person speaking to me that no one else could hear yeah that, that's, that's a pretty yeah. big one um, yeah, I think a lot of us have giant people speaking to us that no one else can hear. It's I was fine. about to say that's part of a core part of my character, but I'm not a warlock. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, I'm glad that everyone knows that now. Hi. Um, <laughs> Benny's going to go and get a little bit crazy. It's great. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, so yeah, I wanted to play something that I felt um, that was new and fresh, but also I needed to like rein in like how I was going to play this character as well um, in in terms of this world. So I'm just glad it's taking this tangent, which is going to be really interesting as well because obviously, uh, well I don't know if it's obvious, but I think we, I have alluded to it that that you know the power level that the other characters were at level twelve when we started, which they are currently at, um, you will they will get back to that level at some point. So we have to figure out how. You know, because Ben is going to level really quickly if he has to follow follow <laughs> with the others. You know, so um, so I haven't really figured out completely how all that would work out. But a sixteen-year-old level twelve character, yeah, that's some life experience. That is, I know, right? That is, but um, you know, actually, I'm not going to say that. Um, the uh, <laughs> the fun part for some behind-the-scenes stuff, if you want to know is that Jake almost revealed what his character was because he doesn't quite understand how Foundry works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good point. And he tried, he tried casting spells whilst we, were, uh, whilst we were playing. And then during one of the breaks, he was like, Rick, how do I delete stuff from Foundry? And I was like, here you go. I didn't look at any of them, so I didn't know what, I didn't know what spells they were. But yeah. Yeah, um, that was a... An error on my part, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, just a, a quick little, now that we are behind the scenes. Um, so how we how I, we did it was that we, we obviously got all the characters together on, on D&D Beyond in like a campaign. But I had to make two additional campaigns uh, because some people decided that they wanted to keep people, uh, keep things secret. Um, so Strix has his own campaign where he put his character into and, and uh well, Adam Strix uh, and Jake uh, slash Benjamin has his own campaign as well, where we put the warlock in, just so I could, you know, have access to to those characters as well. So, um, so yeah, had to do a lot of just small things uh, behind the scenes to to keep certain um, interesting facts away from 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 the other players. For instance, that Strix is an owl, Alim. Yeah, that was that was. I didn't quite know how to kind of roleplay that out in the moment. Um, and it took me a while to figure it out as well, like longer than I would like to admit, um, <laughs> which is, I'm sure it's fine. But um, yeah, I was it like... It made for a great moment between it, Arlene and Strix. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was so much fun to watch. It took me, uh, yeah, I, it was it was fun to do as well. Looking back, I was like, okay, that went really well. But in the moment, I was like, 
my brain was like something's going on and i'm not entirely sure what um <laughs> and you can see it when you go back back and watch that that uh, scene it, it's so amazing because you can see alim is surprised but you can also see rick sitting there I go, what is going on <laughs> wait a second something's happening here um but no yeah alim on the other hand is a complete open book he's he's got nothing to hide um so and even if he did Strix apparently sees it anyway so that's that's fun <laughs> <laughs> um, yep alright um I have a question from Adam actually um, that we can maybe have a quick go at uh, let's start with you this time Jake uh, do you have any theories about what Marty has planned for us not a one if I'm honest <laughs> you've kept everything very well under wraps um I feel like because this, because when we were creating our characters initially, you were there were limitations on what we could create. N not huge ones, but there were some. Um, so I feel like there might be more of a presence, um, especially after meeting our first dragon already, that there will be more dragon, dragonborn characters that we'll probably run into potentially. Um, and I guess from again this might be a slight spoilers uh, but you know you're welcome um because i've met my uh patron here i feel like there's probably a lot more fiendish type things going on as well um, you met your patron here uh well the voice started appearing here so yes oh i don't want to play this game anymore that's from <laughs> <laughs> waiting to happen no 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 like danger no, yeah. it's absolutely fine. What could go wrong? It's just Someone a friend in my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's helpful. Exactly. It's just the friend in my head. Does Benjamin question anything? Like anything at all? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fully fair answer. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's still in the prime of his life, you know? Okay. okay. So any of you others have any theories? As I say, expectations are out the window, so I feel like theories went with them. Um, <laughs> I, ha I have a feeling that trying to get back potentially, especially with what you've just said about like how you created a world and then you were like, oh shit, these people really like this world. Um, I had a feeling that potentially like getting back isn't the correct thing to be doing. Um, like maybe maybe learning to live where we are is probably the better idea um i don't know um but that's also just the pessimist pessimist in me hoping for some in character like heavy trauma uh, as well that would be hilarious um so uh, you know um i've got that kind of brewing in the back of my head like maybe maybe not um every time we go uh, especially in the last episode to attempt to make a step at getting back you seem to throw things in a direction i don't know if that's like um fun challenges or dm saying you're going the wrong way um so we'll have to we'll have to figure that one out i suppose on, on the road but um yeah no i i haven't got a lot i think in terms of what's next kind of thing like in my brain what i think is going to be next it's going to be a case of us truly trying to figure out this world with a bunch of people who don't know how to survive because they've never literally had to survive in their life uh, in, in a situation like this. And as I say, Arlene is a character who has traveled a lot, even though he comes from a place that doesn't have the experiences that we're kind of facing right now. Um, he's probably the one with the most survival skills potentially on the team. I'm not entirely sure that might be like a, a, a bold thing to say. Um, I'm just waiting for Benjamin to be like, I am one of the Albears. I was holding it back so much. <laughs> also 16. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like, I, I don't know. My, I, my, my, in my head for the wider campaign, it's kind of like, as I say, survival is the key now. And also trying to figure out actually what the correct steps forward are going to be. Whether it's like actually trying to figure out how to get back or learn to live where we are. And then for Arlene specifically, it's going to be he's not a leader let's be perfectly honest alim isn't a leader he's not here to lead people that's not what he came for he came to find a new world but there was very implicit status that it was going to be able to get back as well um so he is 
trying to put his best foot forward um, whilst also trying not to have a mental breakdown at the same time. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. Right. So I had so many uh, follow-up questions in my mind while you were all speaking, and I didn't write them down, and now my mind is blank. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how that's, it goes. That's, yeah. Great, great, uh, great show host here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Amanda, uh, uh, you haven't said too much, so how about you? Do you have any theories? Or, because you do, you do maybe have, the of all the players, you probably have the mm, quotation mark most inside. Yes, so I'm going to answer as both Amanda and Neza. Um, so I have a feeling what's going to happen, um, and I'm not actually going to say because if I'm right, um, based on uh, conversations that I've had with Marty about this world over the past few years, um, I don't want to say anything to spoil that. Um, so I have theories. Um, Neza, Neza is determined that everybody is going home. Neza is going to make that portal and get everybody back to Baragu because that's where the technology is in this world there is no science yet oh, maybe she will make the science is she admitting that she didn't want to admit that during episode 2 um... <laughs> <laughs> Neza is not here sure, yeah speaking. sorry yeah apologies no Neza's not here that's rude of me Neza um... is admitting nothing <laughs> 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 but she is getting home okay But yeah, I, I have to admit that um, the first episode was probably like 85% scripted um, because there was just so many, you know, small things that we just needed to introduce really quickly. And I even told you before the show started, don't go explore too much because we have quite a bit we need to get through. Um, so it was really fun for me to just lean back and be the audience a little bit more in, in, in you know, the, the, the latest episode. Um any like particular fun moments or anything that that you you thought was especially good in 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 episode number two okay i'm jumping right in here because one of my favorite moments was um neza getting led by all of the zombies towards <laughs> where strix and arlene were and she's just like what's going on how's it going well and she just like leads into this like why why am i out here why did you bring me all the way over here and arlene's like shut the fuck up <laughs> and she's like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think for myself, a very similar moment, but in general, out of character, knowing that you've already thrown a dragon at us. Like, I know that that was a dragon, obviously. In character, obviously trying to figure out what it was, but also trying to figure out, both in character and out of character, if this was a challenge that you were expecting us to kind of take on right here, right now. And I was like, because we were with that dragon for a while and there was plenty of opportunity for us to have attacked it. I still think we did the right thing <laughs> in not doing so, obviously. <laughs> but you were taunting us with that fucker for quite some time um, to the point where I was like, I don't know if he actually wants us to. And then I was like, is this like, is this a red herring? Is, it, is he doing this on purpose? Because it, it will be hilarious if we do try and take on a dragon like this early on. Um... <laughs> And so there was a it moment. A I'm sure you can. Campaign. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can probably. Sessions. It was too. <laughs> Timing was a little bit off. I mean, like I. This is what I'm saying, though. Like when I say that expectations are out the window, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a story hook that you wanted us to lean into, and you were going to make something happen if we did decide to like fight the dragon, or if we did decide. I say fight the dragon engage with the dragon is probably a better term because we would have got wiped immediately um so i was like i I was in the moment of i've seen people ripped in half we're on a different planet i've gone through a portal i can't talk to my celestial being anymore that is like part of my entire character i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to expect anymore maybe walking headfirst into a dragon is what marty wants us to do i don't know i really don't know (laughs) It's what it, Neza wanted to do. It's actually that's just as much like that's just as good as what Marty wanted to do. It's actually kind of funny because from my point of view, because I have a completely different point of view than you, uh, I can uh, now understand. Because I was like, first of all, the way that I've done it is that I have specific events that happen in specific uh, specific locations. So it kind of mm-hmm. depends on what you are what you're picking, and you picked that one, um, and. 
from my point of view, I wasn't taunting you. I was just showing you a dragon. And I was expecting you to know that we cannot, as a level three, go up against a dragon. That's or, or level four, sorry. That's foolish. And you guys just kept being like, "We need to do something. What should we do?" And, and you know, we need to keep it here. And I was just like, "No, what are you doing? <laughs> what is wrong with you?" So you when you did that, <laughs> so when you tried to do that uh, maneuver to to distract it, I was like, "All right, let's show them what it got." And here it spews fire. Do you still? want to fight it and that's when it I finally guess. flew off um so oh i was about to say that didn't stop neza from wanting to <laughs> engage with it still um in fact i think seeing a monster breathing fire just encouraged her even more to want to want to know what this thing was about you've got neza down to a t already oh, yeah that yeah. means i'm really playing her well yeah dangerous <laughs> is what yeah. i would put neza down to like no no well Curious. Curious. Inquisitive. <laughs> and what's the rest of that sentence? Curiosity killed the people <laughs> who end up in a new world. <laughs> I mean, you have plenty of survivors with you, so, you know, we could roll new characters for you if you don't. Start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. We did. Strix did send a zombie after the dragon, right? That happened. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, we have an episode where we all just play Strix zombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a one shot. Right it there. would be so silent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Adam, Adam uh, soloing everything. Um, <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what I want to say. Yeah, you you did actually send a skeleton after the dragon, so technically Strix should have a uh, read on where it is. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, Jake, any as long favorite as the dragon survives? <laughs> any favorite moments? Um, favorite moments for me? Um, I feel like um, <laughs> there, was, there was a brief moment where we were being ambushed by these uh, green uh, forest people. I'm going to call them. Um, and the point where Neta was trying I, I to... I said trolls so many times during that episode, so let's just call them what they are. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> trolls then. Um, and there was a point where Neta very quickly spoke to Eileen and said, oh, they're going to eat us. And that just got me straight from the bat. There was also um, the point where um, Complete Ostrich, um was when... Um, I feel like I very much got under Arlene's skin this episode, especially with all the singing. This episode? Um, well, <laughs> for now, um, I feel like the, the singing um, definitely got us in trouble. Um, but Benjamin's going to carry on, of course. Why wouldn't he? Um, and yeah, there, there were some definite encounters that were, that were definitely highlights for me. You say awesome. you say you get under Arlene's skin, but he's also just cracking to like the the pressure of having to be around Benjamin. Like he let you hold his hand and <laughs> oh, skip to the forest. That yeah. was so cute. That was very yeah. endearing. I was like, uh, Arlene just has to give in here. I don't think he he has the the patience or the strength to fight this. At least in the moment of trying to stop Neza from eating every flower that we passed in the forest. And... She didn't eat anything. That was Benjamin. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure you did. Yeah, Benjamin sorry. ate some mushrooms at some yeah. point, and it was totally fine. I'm sure it's 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 fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Were well, the voices before or after <laughs> the mushrooms? <laughs> Is this my inner happy talking or? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um. And yeah, Why we also got. I'm, I'm, I have another mm -hmm. favorite moment. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And it, it took me by surprise, actually, uh, a lot. And it was when we delivered the news to Strix that one of, that Blue the zombie was dead. Um, oh gosh! Yeah. And oh, like yeah. Strix's face, Adam's face, and I was just like, "Oh, oh, Strix has feelings." Oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and like he had to go off and have a moment, and I was just like, <laughs> "And then we had a fight awesome. where a lot of zombies died, <laughs> and I was like." Are we having like a full-on mental breakdown after this fight? Is Strix gonna be okay? Because there's a lot of casualties here. Um, yeah, that was intense. Mm -hmm. We didn't get actually... too much of Auburn. I thought this episode. 
No, sa- sadly, he was Auburn was all the way on the other end of the map, and yeah. uh, I was just trying to get him back into the action as fast as possible without making it like season eight of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> but I think Danny was both like, you know, obviously he wanted to participate a bit more, but he was also a little bit sick still, so he was kind of happy that. Oh, um, okay that it, it actually ended up as, as it did because he basically lost his voice right after we, we all hang up so um, uh, on the call I so, didn't even so, realise he was ill so no. testament <laughs> to him I honestly didn't <laughs> even notice um, I think it added to his character basically <laughs> that's, that's I think it was, yeah. it, it was uh, you know a happy coincidence I, I think the situation worked perfectly to his character though in that Auburn arrived and we were we weren't struggling uh, we may have been struggling in the fight it took us a while to I figure mean, out that fire was the, was the thing was pretty dead yeah um, so it was a moment of Auburn you know that kind of classic moment of someone showing up and you're being like this is it the turnaround and then watching Auburn being fucking useless in a fight um, <laughs> which is like great awesome so this is the backup and we might as well not have had it um so, sorry danny i love you Auburn's amazing. you're not wrong auburn couldn't even like put the fire no. on the troll no. to kill the troll yeah yeah i think you benjamin had to show Auburn like put the fire on the troll (laughs) very simple oh Uh, god yeah (laughs) um yeah yeah I was gonna say what was your favorite moment slash what did you think did we do anything that surprised you slash you you weren't expecting us to <laughs> I mean, Nobody I don't expect us to do anything. I, th- I think I've, I've stopped making expectations for players in in, <laughs> in these very wise, um, very wise choices. So, but no, I, I think I think it was a re- very cool scene with the dragon overall. Like you're trying to figure out should we do something or should we not do something. But the, but the DM and me was like. Uh, what are they thinking about? You know, we already <laughs> spoke about this. That it's a, it's a freaking dragon. You're level four. What are you thinking? <laughs> but it was a, it was it, it worked so well. You know, it, it speaks into the whole. You know, you came you came from a different, completely different world. You don't have dragons in that world. You don't know what the hell you're up against. So I, I think it worked out quite well. But again, happy coincidence. I think mm. um, that was, and I think the other scene as well with with um, Strix. Um, you know, um, when he, f- he figured out that that uh, one of his zombies was gone, I mean, I, I knew that that was Strix's feelings because uh, Adam and I have been talking about it. But to see it, you know, unfold and see your reactions to it as well, it's just, yeah. it's, it's it's so great. So, um, so yeah, but I think I don't know. I, I think both session one and session two has been such a blast to do both of them so far and and there's so many moments that it's difficult as well i find to to just pick one moment and be like this is like the the fun moment i think all the characters all have their quirks all have their personalities and and i feel like they're all being played so well by everyone that um it's i I can 100 percent say this is nothing like i've experienced uh dungeons and dragons before so Mm -hmm. i agree that sounds like a thing that can go both ways <laughs> in, in a good way in a good in the good sense i used a very similar t- term at work the other day and it didn't mean a good thing <laughs> oh i can't wait to see how this goes <laughs> well i can't wait to see how this goes good. because but i'm ex- excited to see how it goes so Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of like you said everyone's playing their characters really well I, I feel like me as Amanda I need to apologize for how blunt <laughs> and like quite mm. rude Neza is like oh. she's very just she 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 doesn't mean to be a total dick but I'm pretty sure she is yeah I think she uh, <laughs> yeah yeah she is yeah <laughs> the vibe the vibe I'm getting from her is that she has put like science and the betterment of advancement in front of her social skills um and i think i came away from the session half apologizing to you because i kind of went into it a little bit myself when she wouldn't shut the fuck up um about like the exploration and things and discovering things and 
um, trying to get scales from the dragon, etc., etc. And I interrupted you because I was just like, this is not what we need in this moment. And then kind of felt bad because I was like, oh God, I interrupted another character. That's really rude. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I don't think if anyone had interrupted you, you wouldn't have stopped talking. Like, I would Neza not would have, have just kept. She would have just kept mm -hmm. going. Yeah. So. In fact, I think she probably would have marched right out to the dragon if you hadn't told oh, her yeah. to shut up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we have so. two similar characters in that sense that I don't feel like Benjamin is the type to also when he starts going he's also just going right honestly so. I'm a little bit worried about the, <laughs> the the friendship that's going to form between Neza and Benjamin because she's she used to be a teacher and she's going to be like all right student let's go <laughs> oh god please don't say that because I have so much admiration for like most adults right now so I'm just like Oh no, I'm going to listen to everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be excellent. Save your audience. I'm All not right. the role model you want. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that right now. Aleem oh. is a lot of fun things. Role model, not, not yet. Not the one. No chance and for Aleem. No. Who would you think would be just a random thought it has got? Because it doesn't seem like any of the cast, well, what their characters at least, um, seems like, like the net, the, the perfect leader of this expedition mm. which i kind of love i'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. like i've played so many dnds both huge campaigns and one shots where like a leader kind of like either naturally forms or someone's like i'm gonna be the leader kind of thing um i kind of like the fact that there isn't a natural one in our group and also that no one's really wanting to step up to be it if it was anyone i'd say it was strix um but at the same time like I like it. It adds to the essence of we haven't got a fucking clue what we're doing. We're in this situation. No one knows what's happening. If things had gone correctly, potentially Neza would have been the one leading leading the charge. But she's been put in a situation that she just doesn't know how to control because it's so far she out of her comfort zone. She is perfectly so ready <laughs> for this situation. And, and mm -hmm. Auburn really trusts her. Mm -hmm. And that's all she needs. Mm -hmm. She's fine. Mm-hmm. No, is I take you it all back. Or She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> take it all back. We're Maybe in great both. Hands. We're in great hands. Um, Everything will work out just fine, and and no one needs to worry about anything. Maybe if you can just put the clipboard down one day, then we can. It's not a clipboard; it's a tablet, and it probably doesn't so have very much charge yet. But, and and and, but we're not going to talk about that because that might bring up bad feelings. <laughs> All right. Um, last uh, last week, or not last week, but the last uh, behind the scenes thing we did. Uh, GDY sixty seven had a question for the other two uh, that I'm now also going to ask you what was everyone's character creation process like i think jake you sort of spoke a little bit about yours so let's jump to uh, rick first and, and hear how was uh, aleem born sure so um whenever i've played dnd before i always play um very fantastical characters um dryads um i'm currently playing a dryad in a different campaign um that i've been playing for almost four years now so like um i play because you know it's D&D &D, it's a chance to be different and kind of think outside the box a little bit um so for this campaign I was kind of like how about I play something that's human passing not technically a human Asimir Asimar Asim I still don't know how to pronounce that word um one of those ass yes I'm an ass um and I so human passing not human but still human passing and kind of see the fun i could have with that um again i did this assuming we were in a modern setting um and i was like i can play a human in a modern setting because that just kind of plays to my you know strengths of being a human in a modern world um and that has all been ripped apart and ripped away from me so i'm having to re rethink that one um but yeah no I, I i really wanted to just kind of do things i hadn't done before so um that was why i went for asimir it's also i went for a bard as well i've never played a bard before this is my first time playing a bard um and the battle in the last episode has made me realize that i don't know how to play a bard <laughs> they are very interesting characters um and uh essentially I thought I built a good one um, that was kind of healing focused as well. Um, however, outside of healing, 
little bit useless. Um, and I don't know if that's because I built it incorrectly or because bards are such good. I should have lent more into the fact that bards are like jack of all trades. They can do a little bit of everything. And I don't think I lent into that. I think I tried to specialize Arlene potentially a little bit too much on the healing side, which means he lost the benefit of being a jack of all trades kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to have a rethink about how that happens. Obviously, as we as we grow and get some of our levels back, it'll, it'll open up a little bit more because I've got other stuff. Um, also, worth noting, I don't know if the, the this was mentioned in any of the previous podcasts, we weren't told that we were going to be losing levels. <laughs> so I built my character as a level 12 character and I put a lot of stuff on the ass end of my levels because I was like, this is where all the cool shit is. Um, and then Marty took all of the cool shit away <laughs> and now I have a couple of healing spells uh, and I can heat metal um, so I'm trying to make and it's this is why I was saying earlier it's a useful bard spell yeah usually when there's lots of metal around um, at the moment I'm uh, the only thing I had to hurt people was my dagger which I am now lost because a troll ran off with it so I can't heat any metal anymore um so uh, <laughs> yeah, I gave you I an arrowhead. That'll help. <laughs> yeah, um, and there's no. Um, I mean, maybe Arlene needs to go and to one of these wreckage sites and just pick up shards of metal that are just lying around, so he can stab people with them and heat up the metal in, in, when it's inside them. But mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. Either way, um, the character process was like, yeah, it was it was a case of trying to do things I hadn't done before, but also sticking to kind of like some some elements of strength so like i'm a support i always like playing supports in in dnd in mmos anything i play i like playing the support character I like being able to heal and keep everyone else up rather than actually be doing the damage myself um so i kind of tried to stick to that a little bit and i think bards are good at that but again i need some of the spells that i haven't got at the moment um to kind of completely kind of like flesh that out a little bit um so uh I, so yeah I, I do think though that um, if we have to just think a little bit about the world and, and lowering it up a little bit, uh, it would make sense maybe for a character like like Alim to not, you know, to to have sort of maybe specialize in, into something because you know in this world where he's from, um, it doesn't really matter too much. You just do what you feel like doing. Sort of like in real life, you know, you sort of like mm-hmm. just try and, and go in one direction because that everything else is taken care of for you, you know. Um, so I think it definitely adds to 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 the whole storyline. Again, happy coincidence. Nothing I planned, but it adds to it. You know that that yeah. you are all a bunch of people who are never really tried to really you know survive yeah. by yourself. You know, so I think like yeah, that that also like Arlene's character is he is like happy go lucky. He's um, a little bit reckless as a person. He hasn't quite grown up. He's a lot younger mentally than he he should be kind of physically um and he's kind of still wants to go out and just kind of not really care about anything and i kind of felt that that the bard would quite play into that quite nicely because it would be a jack of all trades again wasn't like sure there was a bit of a healing specialization in there but it kind of meant he could just kind of do whatever um Hmm. and that would kind of come across and it has kind of come across because every time someone asks arlene what are you here for like what are you specialized in it's literally (laughs) nothing like literally I, I sometimes i don't know why I'm, I'm here um so um it is playing out to how, how i expected just um just the new experience is a little trickier than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> <laughs> and we also discovered that he's not really into the whole club scene <laughs> no, no 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 not the club scene definitely not he's definitely a bar a music bar person sorry what are you no, one can hear his, no one can hear his guitar at a rave like why would he go to a rave <laughs> no one can hear his guitar come on um, no, I was just going to say, like, I'm excited to see this happy-go-lucky side of Arlene because so far, I, I don't think that that's come across very much. Like, it's more been very serious, like, quite panicking. And Neza, don't do that. Neza, don't do that. <laughs> Benjamin, don't do that. You, I feel like you're you're becoming our dad. And, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I think a part so of that I, is... So I want to see happy-go-lucky yeah. Arlene. I think a part of that is... That came out of nowhere, and I think it came out of the reason because I... So a part of Arlene's character... I don't think I'm ruining too much here, unless you have a plan, Marty. Sorry. If, if you want to edit this out of the podcast, then feel free to, oh, do, okay. to do so, if, if I'm revealing too much. Um, but Arlene, obviously, as an Asimir, has like a celestial guide that he doesn't listen to because he's a bratty teenager, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, as I say, at heart, not uh, age-wise. Um, and he uh, he has lost to that. He doesn't have that celestial guide at the moment. So he's always been fighting with it. And now that he doesn't have it, he has to be the voice of reason. Uh, because if he's not the voice of reason, he won't have the voice of reason telling him what the right thing to do is. Despite the fact he doesn't listen to it, um, he doesn't have it there anymore. So he's the one now having to be like, okay, I need to, I've not got anyone watching my back for the first time in forever. So I need to make sure that everything's going correctly. Because if I don't do it, they're not going to look out for me, kind of thing. Um, so I think that's that way. That, that's where that part of Arlene's character has come from. Um, I just haven't had a chance to explore that in game too much just yet. But that's kind of that's. I think that's where it's coming from at least. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I'll edit that out. I think that's cool. Um, yeah. Jake, anything you because you, you did touch a little bit about uh, on how you made your characters. Anything you want to add to the whole crea- character creation process? Um, I, I think a lot of people, uh, especially seeing people uh, respond in chat about like how happy and how carefree Benjamin is, maybe I can lean a little bit more into that. Because um, when I was, I always had the idea of creating um, a scout as a character, regardless. But it wasn't until th- uh, when um, you and uh, Amanda uh, uh, said that I got into the campaign that I took inspiration uh, by looking back through old photographs because. Not many people know this, but when I was growing up, I used to be in a Boy Scout group, uh, or at least the Cub side of it when, uh, here in the UK. Um, and it was really odd to see all these like photographs of me when I was, A, very young, but also be just very immature for my age as well. So I kind of got most of my inspiration back from that and remembering you know, times that we were out um, like camping and living off the wild sort of things. Like We took like week-long trips just staying out in nature and actually gathering resources not so much to hunting but you know like seeing like uh fresh raspberries around and making stuff out of that um and it was it any, was any mushrooms time. no mushrooms thankfully um we were we were told very very <laughs> very strictly never to eat any mushrooms around and anything that was uh gathered that we'd uh, let the, the the scout leaders um check beforehand um, so yeah, that was a big influence, but also partially, I, I believe, oh, which podcast is it? I think it's called Not Another D&D Podcast, one of the very early um, seasons. Um, there was a, a character also playing it, um, a Boy Scout, so I, I leaned into their happy-go-lucky a little bit as well. Um, but I feel like the main thing that I um, that I wanted to lean into, uh, which is where the Warlock side of things comes into, is that I, because it's at that point of 16 where you know things start to develop and puberty hits like i just i instead of focusing too much on that side of things i want to see what happens in terms of like an emotional state so i i liked the idea of potentially going slightly more grown up learning a bit more about myself sort of side um so i think connecting those three elements together is how benjamin was born essentially i mean i think out of all the characters i think Benjamin was the one that surprised me the most. Um, I had to reread your <laughs> the, the, the bits that you said to me. I had to reread them a few times. I'm like, is he going to play a really young character? I, I was very surprised uh, by how all the stuff that you revealed to to, to me about him because um, I talked a little bit about it on on the last uh, behind the scenes we did um, that I have this book idea like a nanorimo that i have written that is uh, sort of like it's like it started out as being the prequel to my world now what we're doing now is the prequel to the prequel um and i, I and i have like a few boxes that i, I want to tick off because that will play very much into that storyline um and i actually had a slight uh slight slight spoiler maybe i don't know um i had some plans for for a warlock type character um, so I was very happy to see your character. And then you completely were like, but it's this 16-year-old boy. And I was like, that is not what I had in mind at all. <laughs> so I think me personally, I'm very, very curious to see where Benjamin is ending up. Mm-hmm. So Hopefully less annoying, but we'll see. <laughs> ah, lean into it. Annoying's great. Come all on, right. Arlene. Sorry, I had to go that once. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know again. about the rest of you, but I can't wait to, uh, for the Arlene Benjamin like Bardic duo happening. <laughs> I never thought about that. I have a pamphlet. Okay. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. I know that I said that I was like accepting, becoming <laughs> a bit more accepting of Benjamin. Um, maybe that's a that's a session ten thing. If maybe campfire songs, <gasps> you know, evening Jeez. entertainment. I don't know if this is me or Benjamin speaking now. I'm so excited. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you it's have both. merged with your character now. Um, just, uh, we are almost uh, out of time, but just uh, if you can have like a one quick short-ish answer to this question from Adam. Um, is there anything in particular you'd like to see your character do before the end of the series? And I'm interested as well, so I'll, I'll write notes here. God. Um... That's hard. Yeah. Jeez. I sound like a broken record, but as I say, all expectations were thrown out the window. So everything <laughs> that I kind of had in mind, I'm kind of like, does that still apply? Um, in my head, when I formed Arlene, there was going to be a super big like conflict between me and my celestial guide, and you know that was going to kind of be a running thing. That has kind of been, as I say, ripped from me. Um, I'm sure you have plans, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but in my head, I'm kind of like, I would like to still play that out a little bit, because I think it would be fun in terms of how the other characters kind of get drawn into that in a conflict. Um, and as I said, I still, I, even though that I've kind of like panicked and gone into kind of a bit more of a sensible mode because I don't have it anymore, I still think that there is elements of like, well, when I come, when it comes back, there's still going to be a conflict because it's going to be like kind of where the fuck were you like you weren't looking after me and i'm sure the reply to that is going to be like you never looked after my you never listened to my guidance anyway what was the difference of me not being there kind of thing so i still think there's going to be conflict it's just going to be different um and i would like as i say i think there is potential for the rest of the cast to kind of get involved in that in terms of after i've kind of developed relationships with these people and maybe understood a bit more about what I can get from someone who is trying to guide me in the right direction. Um, I, I'm just intrigued to kind of like fill that one out a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I think we also have to remember currently, even though it's been like we've been doing this for almost a month, but it's only two episodes and mm -hmm. it's literally taking place over a day. You haven't even yeah. been here a full day on this planet yet, so we're still really early on. And I'm Absolutely. also very like, how the hell? we are only contained to 10 episodes <laughs> um <laughs> maybe we don't Could be the 10 shot episode 10 shot season that never ends <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe who knows um amanda anything the same question to you anything you'd like Nessa um, to do i would like her to become less reliant on technology she's been obsessed since she was a little girl and she doesn't know how to function without it um so I'm really curious to see how being in this world with a lack of easy access to technology and to mag cans, right, Arlene, um, is going to <laughs> is, is is going to like impact her life and her approach to how she does things because she's very reliant on it. So I'm very curious how how she's going to react when when her tablet runs out of battery when like there just isn't that easy access to power and energy and everything so i swear to god if you have made us go out to get some mag cans from a dragon because you wanted to charge up your tablet <laughs> i'm gonna be really pissed off <laughs> i mean we don't need 10 to go home i'm just saying <sighs> okay okay Oh my god, I have so many ideas in my mind right now. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, Jake, but same that question. did cross my mind and also Neza's mind. Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I think right now, uh, Benjamin's very much in the mindset of just trying to look after everyone. So I feel like as long as he's as long as he thinks that he's done that, I think that's all he needs to do. Um, I think. A second, maybe Loki goal is just to make some new friends because what he really has is the owl bears at the moment, um, and he's kind of lonely. But no one needs to know that. Um, out of game, um, and I feel like now this voice in your head is coming into it. Um, 
I, I, I'm I'm gonna take a, a wild guess and say that Benjamin probably thinks that this is just him speaking. Um, so I think maybe he's just gonna lean into that a little bit more as well, and maybe think that this is just him maturing. Um, because let's face it, he is a, he is a little immature for his age. He's 16. He's going. He's always happy go lucky. So maybe um, a little bit into uh, adulthood, we'll say, but definitely not. If I answered the question, I feel like I just went on a random tangent. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think it I think it did. Um, it was a very sixteen-year-old answer, so yes, works out. <laughs> all right, um, I think that was it. That's all we we had time for this this week. Um, so I'll scroll down here to my sign off. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Um, and if you want to, you know, always be in the loop when there's new episodes, if you want to ask us questions, you can follow us on Twitter at Crowded Tavern. You can join our Discord over at geekherring.com slash Discord. Um, so thank you so much for watching, watching and listening. And Amanda, you always want to uh, add something here? Um. If you like what you hear, um, please consider reviewing us on one of the many podcast platforms that we're on. And why not subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, so you never miss a moment of action. Or the Twitch channel. Um, you can find all of that at Geek Herring TV. Not, not, not the podcast. That's, a, that's just a crowded tavern. You should tell them all about the fancy link tree you made. There's a link tree. <laughs> it's very fancy. You tweeted about I, how proud you were of that link tree. I was so proud of it. It was a joint effort. It was the first thing that Jake and I did together for Geek Caring Productions, and it, it's beautiful. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, mm-hmm. that's it. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. Bye, everyone. Listening. Bye. Everything. All the things. <laughs>